Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Relaunch Podcast. And there is somebody that I'm going to be introducing you to, if you don't already know her, that has come into my orbit, my world, that will absolutely give you that burst, that like push, that shove, that kind of, there's an approach here that you're going to find very interesting and something that the takeaways from today will be impactful. They will be, you can go and hit the streets right away with some of this empowered knowledge to be able to really Get yourself ready to relaunch into exactly where you're supposed to be. And my guest today, her name is Shirley Baez. Did I say that right? Baez? Baez. Baez. Well, I was close. (laughs) Baez. I've been talking. I've been thinking Shirley the whole time. And every time I think about you, Baez is the founder and CEO of Lead Her Ship. You had that right. Not leadership, but Lead Her, that, that infamous H in there, Academy, a company that empowers women to step into their power and captain their professional and personal lives as true bosses. Shirley is an inspirational force, mentoring and coaching hundreds to find their true greatness. She is a speaker and published author of the book, Lead Your Ship, Unlock Your True Self and Captain Your Ship Like a Boss. Shirley is, this is what I love, a 20-year Army Special Operations retired veteran and the recipient of multiple military achievement and recognition awards. She brings her passion for helping people through her coaching where she is now providing the tools that you need to lead your own ship and succeed in your personal and professional life. You're listening to The Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology, and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, we'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. This is going to be so good because I love the idea of you've had this structured 20 years and now you're trying to give what you know in your heart, your big relaunch. I'm excited to go into that. And Shirley, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Hillary. I mean, it really touched me, you know, your introduction. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's so great when there are women like you 
that have dedicated themselves to our country. So thank you, first and foremost. Wow, just so impressive. And then taken that incredible knowledge and put it together. And now you have created this incredible platform that you're bringing out into civilians, right? Into the other ones that need it so desperately. And so let's start with how did you, first off, get into the military? I'd love to hear the journey there. But then when you start talking about you're all of a sudden no longer in the military, Mm. that must have been that must have been like a big, gigantic relaunch. For sure. (laughs) 1000% and it's still a journey, I tell you. You know, growing up in the city of New York, for me, it, it wasn't the ideal life that a lot of people would think. Growing up, it's very easy to go down a very dark path. And so I came to a point when I was growing up, once I graduated from from high school, that I wanted something more and not necessarily go to college, even though I did want to go, but I wanted something more. And um, it's so it, it just so happened that one of the days where, where I was taking the train, the subway train in New York, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, well, should I go to this college and kind of see, you know, if they're able to give me a grant and I need to do something with my life? I actually did go to ask and they said, no, they weren't able to to grant me um, just because my my dad at the time was making a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. so as I was going back home, all of a sudden in, in the subway station, I see this big kiosk that says we're We'll pay for your college. <laughs> and I don't know what it was, serendipity or assigned. And I I saw it and I knew that that was my one-way ticket to something that I was now I have to Now, I have to ask, for people who are listening, they're thinking, well, wait, if your dad had money, how come he couldn't pay for your college? Right. So the thing about it is, is that he he's blue collar, mm-hmm. but I even though he had such strong values, a very hard, a strong work ethic, for some reason it was never enough. And so when I grew up, I grew up in a scarcity mindset in my home, mm. right? My, my mom and dad were no longer together. And so, you know, one side really didn't see the value of working hard. And then the other side saw too much of the value, but not enough of anything, right? So I saw myself having to be alone and figuring things out on my own, you know, from a very young age. And so it just so happened that I was getting ready to go to boot camp and like almost a month before I shipped out, 9-11 happened. Right. 9-11 hit. And so I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? But at the same time, something very special happened in my heart. The first thing I thought was, well, you know, I'm going in with the intention of probably getting an education. But now that I see how this has impacted this community and and this country, Mm. I want to serve my country. And so that's that- a, you know what, that's an incredibly powerful part right there. I mean, when you're you're thinking you're going for one thing, you're going, hey, they're going to pay for college. This is all great. You know, that big stand that you saw, you know, come join and we'll pay for your education. But then 9-11. Right. And you're in New York. 
absolutely. It was a mm. time to remember. It was unforgettable. Um, I bet. Um, it was a ghost town. But, um, you know, my mentality changed. And I tell you that once I joined, everything in my life changed. And it really molded me little by little from a young 19-year-old to, to now, you know, I'm not going to state my age. <laughs> but I we call it, you know what? Hey, Shirley, we call it the mid zone. We're just there in the mid zone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But I saw myself going through every stage of my military career and my leadership transformation from a young, naive soldier to, you know, getting wisdom and falling and getting back again, because the military, in my mind, I see it as a big leadership school Mm -hmm. where it challenges you in different environments, whether you're here or abroad, and you can see really yourself flourishing and really going towards your limits of your potential. hundred percent. I do have to ask. So you, you were army and here you are joining during one of the most volatile times in our history of being alive. What was it like when you first started? I mean, what were you doing? I know you're training initially, right? How long did it take you training wise? And then when and where did you end up being shipped off to? Yeah, so I I trained for three months. It, it's it's boot camp. Mm-hmm. So everybody that way people learn how to shoot, move, communicate, medicate, all the essentials that make you a soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, then I decided to kind of challenge myself a bit and become airborne. So jumping out of airplanes too. <laughs> so I love you. I think you are so great. And I'm but sitting yeah, here thinking I'm, and I'm sitting here thinking you are a coach and we all do launches and we do master classes. You truly can do a boot camp. I mean, you own that girl. <laughs> oh my God. But you know, being young, like you see the, the possibilities, right? Yeah. And so once I was done with that, literally a month after I got to my unit, I was shipped out to Iraq. Oh. And Like literally, I think it was even less than a month. We were all getting ready and shipped out to Iraq. And there we we were there for 15 long months. It it was supposed to be 12. But then at a 12 month, they said, ah, no, we're going to extend you three more months. So you can imagine like the morale, right? (laughs) At the time. Yeah, that's that's tough. And there was no end in sight. There was nothing that was really giving you clarity on like, okay, what is going to happen? Now, there was something that happened in terms of leadership. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment where your your leadership was questioned and something happened. Can you share with us what happened? Absolutely. Um, So at the beginning, when when I started getting promoted, I started getting promoted faster than my peers who were there for for longer than I was, and that was a challenge to in itself because we were peers, and now they're they're seeing me as their superior, right? And that happened when I was when I was a young soldier, I was a young leader. But really, the one that impacted me the most was when the latter part of my of my career when I joined the special operations community. Now, this is like the top the cream of the crop, you know, you go through a rigorous selection process. So everybody that's in that community is a type A personality, (laughs) smart, 
go-getter, whatever, right? And so I was promoted to become the manager of a schoolhouse that had the top 10% of instructors there, which for the most part were males. Mm -hmm. And I tell you that if there is a challenge to to, to get into as a leadership challenge, that was it. But at the same time, I learned so much about myself, you know, and, and, and how... And how leadership is not just a thing that, that you kind of just tell somebody what to do or knife hand, like we call it in the in the military, like you do this because I'm, no, it's so much more than that. And, and I had to tap into the human aspects of that, the human perspective. And so everything started, that situation pushed me to look within, right? Look at myself first and understand and know how to lead myself first in order to then lead my team. And I tell you that once I did that self-reflection and introspection, everything in my environment changed so much to the point where my guys really gave me feedback. And that usually does not happen. Like men don't tell you like, oh, you are doing great or what they were literally telling me, I don't know what you did, what happened, but you're doing it so gracefully. And and I tell you that that really stuck in my mind. And I said, I looked at leadership so, so different afterwards. Did you find that the men after you were going through this internal evaluation process, this new evolution of yourself, that you were able to get more out of your team? Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Because at first I was, I was intimidated and and I'll share that. And and I'm not even ashamed to say that because it was part of, it it was part of my evolution, right? I was afraid because a lot of them, some of them knew a lot more than I did, Mm -hmm. right? In certain, in certain areas, but you know, I got to the point where I had to humble myself and understand that I needed to strengthen my my strengths and mitigate my weaknesses, right? And how did I do that is through empowering my team to take over the things that first they really liked and that they really were good at and I wasn't, you know, and they were so happy at doing that. So I knew that I didn't have to do everything. I They were happy enough to say, yes, sergeant, or yes, first sergeant, I'll take that. And you know, that also creates buy-in for the, for, from the team, buy-in and also really caring and, and talking to them one-to-one and not only about work, but about their personal lives, because they also had a personal life. They had their families and kids. And once I humbled myself and surrendered to being a more empathetic and transformational mm-hmm. leader, everything, everything changed and it reflected on how they reacted towards me. I always say that, you know, whether you're a bad leader or a good leader, it'll reflect on the people that you lead for sure. So they were my teachers all the way. You know what is so interesting that what you're saying is relevant in high tech, right? I mean, I I grew up and my career was in that entire boys club And I, you know, I came in and my big story is that I had to become basically, I I, I tried to turn myself into a man. I'm going to be like, 
And what you're saying is that, you know, you're going down this path, but it's the EQ. I now call it the three HQ, right? That's the head, heart, higher self. And it's the EQ of that heart to realize that a strong leader is not one that just comes in and you're having a meeting. You're like, all right, let's get down to it. And let's not even talk about anything. And let's just get, you know, revenue and deals and this. And it's like, there's something more. There's there's a human connection. And it's more important now than ever when we're not connecting in real life as much as we used to, right? The going into the offices, we're doing so much behind the camera, behind, you know, on a Zoom, on a, you know, some of these other other sites. But it's still now, you're, as you're saying, you're bringing out, you're understanding that during these, you know, when you were a senior position, in the army, it was so important for you. How did that moment of reckoning come where you're like, wait a second, I can't be a victim in this place. I can't be like, they're better than I am. I can't say anything. I, you know, it's them versus me. How did you change that mindset and go from the victim, the, oh, I, you know, I can't, I'm not like, I, I can't act the way that I should in front of them to being that victor? literally owning my powers owning oh owning share how food. you do that people are like oh, the edge of the seat right now or they're yeah. on the treadmill or they're out running and they're like all right what does that mean absolutely so you know i went and, and did a lot of self-reflection and what i did was as soon as i got to work i started showing up for myself i started engaging my team i started telling telling my mind because it's a mindset shift, you know, in order it for certainly you to is. Act on this, you have to tell yourself and keep telling yourself, no, they gave you this diamond, right? Uh, that's the rank that they gave you when, when you become that, that uh, senior position, they gave me this diamond and it's on my chest for a reason, right? They saw that I had the potential to lead. They saw that I was technically proficient, right? They saw that I had the leadership skills to do organizational change when it needed to, right? And so I came in and I started engaging my team and just being a human, hmm. you know, just being a human, but then also having that, you know, that aura of, you know, at the end of the day, I make the decisions, but I'm going to empower you to also be the leader that you are within this organization because you matter, hmm. right? You matter, and so, you know, I empowered them to be the best versions of themselves. And I did it very unselfishly. You know, there was nothing for me to gain at all at that point, because not only was I at the latter end of my career, but I also knew that they were hungry. Right. And I can feed that hunger by providing them opportunities to grow, whether that was educational, promotional, whatever it was, you know, I opened myself up to receive and to give. How do you now, which is such, you just said it so eloquently, and it is so important for people to hear that message that you don't need to be the bad ass. In fact, the badass boss is not going to get you the the people that are going you know there's leaders that say follow me and then there's leaders that people want to follow big 
difference. And what you're doing is teaching that. When you meet with an entrepreneur now and you are teaching this principle, how do you, what is the best way to get that across? Because it is against our, you know, the belief system that, you know, strength, power, you know, I got to be in there and, you know, just, you know, I can't show any weakness, no emotion. And yet you're saying, you know what? No, opposite, opposite is true and opposite will get you very far. So how do you, how do you engage that and help an entrepreneur with a, entrepreneurial venture, a business that is, you know, starting out or trying to scale right now? Absolutely. So first, believe in yourself, believe that you can do it, right? Always be self-reflecting because leaders reflect a lot and they meditate, right? I say that there's three things to forging uh, a team, right? And, And as a leader, right? In the leadership world. And that is through influence, through trust, and through relationships. Mm. Okay. Having those conversations with the people you lead or the people that, that are, you are bringing in your team. And again, I go back to the empowering thing, uh, honing on your strengths while mitigating your weaknesses through the empowerment of your team, know what their skills and capabilities are and Tap into the ones that you know you're not strong at and and be okay with that, right? Because at the end of the day, when you're a strong leader and you have buying from your team because you empower them, they don't think about, oh, she's weak in this area or she doesn't know this. No, they are there and wanting to help you, you know, but you have to have that humility. And that goes back to the EQ, you know, the emotional intelligence. You just have to be very aware, self-aware of it, and also learn how to take constructive criticisms, okay, Mm. from your team or whoever is mentoring you or a superior or whatnot. Be open to that because a lot of times we have a lot of leaders that have let their egos and pride stand in the way. And I was one of them at at the earlier uh, part of my career. And that really that really um, blocked me from a lot of other opportunities and things that I could have, that could have helped me more. And so it's, it's all about the human aspect. The technical part is going to come. That's, that's an easy part because we can either go on the internet, we can get a book, right? Because leaders are readers too. And, And we can find the information. I mean, the web and information it's vast nowadays. AI. And again, this is all that head part where there's steps and procedures and processes galore. But I love that you said the three things to really forge leadership are this influence, trust and relationship. And I do have to, you know, kind of do a humble brag for you. And that is that you have written three books to number one, best-selling on Amazon. Can you share with us your writing journey and the books that you've written? Why did you feel it was necessary to write those? Oh my goodness. The first one is this lovely little one, Leadership. That's my first book. Last year, when I first left the military, that's one of the things when, when you leave the military, sometimes you get so fearful of what's coming next that you kind of just take whatever comes. Mm. And I got into a startup, great 
I mean, it was a great experience, but I knew that it wasn't for me. Right. And so I pivoted. Right. I, you did a relaunch. Point. You did a relaunch. I, I did a relaunch. <laughs> there we go. I love it. I, I've done several relaunch. And when I did that, when I did my first relaunch and the time that I had for myself, I challenged myself to write a book about my experiences growing up as a leader. And this one came to mind, leadership. And that is exactly what I've been, you know, talking about today is the, is the, trigger that happened in my mind of saying they trusted me with this Mm. how do I go about overcoming my own self so that I can care for and lead this team and so I do speak about it in my book how how I started and how I grew and fell and got up and then learned from my experiences and then my second book is the powerful female immigrant Right. And so these mm. are a compilation. These are all the authors, a compilations of stories of women that came to the United States to make a better life for themselves. And now they are not our bosses making mm. six and seven figures. And they came here without knowing the language. Right. Knowing anything they had to okay. assimilate. We all did that and we overcame challenges. And then the third one is the one that I just launched, by the way, powerful female immigrant went number one on Amazon. This is congratulations. The- Shout out so to much. a fellow author. Yes, yes. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Oh, you'll have yours coming too. So congratulations <laughs> to you too. And the third one is real women in real estate because this industry is also a heavy male dominated it sure is. just like the military so that's why and and i love doing tra- non-traditional investments and so this one is also a compilation and strategies from women that are that are doing it big in the multi-family um single family uh, space and uh, we had a successful launch when you think about the biggest message the biggest takeaway from your your book that you wrote on your own right the one that was right when you got out what would you say is the biggest message the biggest message for me is that everybody has a special gift within to provide to the masses Right. And sometimes we stand in the shadows because we are afraid to shine. Mm. And when you own your powers and you own your capabilities, you can go ahead and take that crown out of that shelf and put it back in your head and just render that to the world. Because in my mind, we're here to serve. We're not here for us. Right. It's never about us. It's Mm. it's always about the other people that are stories can impact. And so it was, it opened my mind when I did the launch in Barnes and Noble, because there was a young, a young so girl. great. Yeah. And she, she came up to me and she's like, Oh my God, your message touched me. I need to read your book. And I never even thought that that would be a thing. Right. But she came up to me and her dad told me, Oh my gosh, she lost her mom and oh. your message that you're talking about tonight really touched her. And I know that your book is going to help her out. So I'm like, oh my God. Like, Isn't it incredible? And this is leadership. Yes. When you write that book and you realize, you know, you're initially writing it for one audience. And then all of a sudden you tap into 
wow, this is something that young girls, right? Young girls lost her mom. She is standing there in Barnes and Noble and she hears you talking and she's just like, you know, wow. I mean, that, I just got chills on that one. That is so good. That's exactly, you know, you think about the why, you think about, you know, serving, Wow, that's so empowered, like everybody out there. And I, I love your message that there is something that we are here, right? If you think about the why, the purpose, your passion, and you start to open yourself up and, you know, as you said, meditate, great leaders meditate. They they have quiet time. I call it the pause principle in my book. There's a moment where you just have to be able to just be right this forcing there's all this like you know here's a 10-step process to find out you know your biggest purpose and why you're here <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> that yeah. stresses me out <laughs> but yes. when you think about this journey that you've been on and the last one is that you said that you're also now investing right you're investing in pro is it property and multi-family multi yes. multi-family homes and you know is there anything now that you are super excited to be thinking about in your future? We always talk about where you are today with your identity, this, you know, subconscious identity of today and where you want to go. And where does where does Shirley want to be her identity one year from now? What would that look like? Definitely. So first and foremost, I see as I see real estate and investing in multifamily as building your generational wealth, mm -hmm. you know, building it for not only for me, but for my family. It's it's for my family coming up after I leave this earth. Right. Mm -hmm. That's first and foremost. And, and second of all, if I don't have my wealth, I won't be able to give more of my gifts to others, right? And and my most endear goal is to first become, well, I am already on that journey, a motivational speaker for a lot of the young women that don't have, they don't see the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And also going through my philanthropy uh, project, which is creating a center where young women can come in and really express their creativity the way that they're meant to do in this world. And so what is the name of that? So right now I'm working through different ideas, okay. but the idea is to put a center together where they can come and really express um, their skills and their creativity and just learn that they are the leaders of their own destiny and mm. they have to have the confidence to just get out there and be whoever they want to be. Mm. Well, you know what I love about what you're doing and this idea of, you know, these family types of, you know, housing apartments and things like that you're, that you're getting into. We have a, an incredible woman that has been through our fired up entrepreneur program actually multiple times and she started you know kind of in the low lower sixes grew continued to grow seven now she's like crushing it she's going into the next and she's doing these incredible what i love about it is when you go in and you buy these buildings and then you gender is it genderfication or what, what's that called again where you go in genderfy all of the yeah. mm -hmm. all of the exactly. the neighborhoods that have been just beaten up just like they're just 
and 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 create homes and spaces yes. and places for people and i love that that also can end up being passive income and such new ways of thinking about revenue sources for your family and you know multi-family apartments and and different places like that where else do you think that as you continue, I know you're an author now, three books in, what else could you potentially see at this point that you're like, huh, maybe I could I could continue that journey of writing in certain areas. What else would you want? If you had a message to get out there that's not in your book so far, what would you say? Definitely take the leap of faith. Believe in yourself. A lot of times we, we are afraid of our own like I said, star that we have inside, just take mm-hmm. the leap of faith and try different things. You know, we, a lot of times we we're like sheeps following the herd and I don't want to be that, you know, I want to be the different one that actually is not afraid to go get it. It's not afraid to challenge myself, but I'm also doing that so that I can help others get out of their own way. Right. And so I'm going to keep my journey in, in authorship. Like I love writing. I love expressing myself. And I tell you that this book is a compilation of a lot of journaling, a lot of introspection, and that's going to go forward. And, and that goes hand in hand with, with my coaching, you know, it's, it's about leadership, but it's also about leading yourself first. Mm. Surely, surely Baez, I think you are, an incredible, incredible woman that is making a difference, not just in leadership, as you're saying, because you are doing so much more. Where can people find you? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on my website at www.shirleybuys.com. And I have a free gift there for you all. You can also find me on social media on I am Shirley Bias on Instagram and Facebook. And we will make sure to put this all in the show notes. Shirley, thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing this incredible relaunch story. And again, serving serving our country for over 20 years and now even serving more as you continue to go out and help people step into what it really means to be a solid, empowered leader. So I am so excited to continue to work with you because there's so many, I'm like, my my head is spinning on different ways that we could collaborate. So, so excited to have spent this time with you. Thank you again. And everyone out there, you know what? You got to live now, love now. It's your time to relaunch now. And with the incredible interviews on our show that we're bringing you, take the nuggets, take these opportunities that you get to hear from these amazing people and make sure that you're in the micro action, do something today that will lead you to the place where you truly are at that moment in time where you're like, you know what, this is living. So we will catch you next week with yet another amazing guest and look forward to all of our journeys and hearing from you. So if you found this really compelling, come on over to the Relaunch Co. on Instagram and DM me, put in a comment, let us know 
How awesome is Shirley? All right, everyone, take care, and we will see you next time. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review. And share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.